This is the Partnership for the Arts talk show, where we talk art. Welcome to Where We Talk Art, a podcast produced by the Partnership for the Arts group. Today we have Michelle Moore, artist, formerly board member of the Northport Art Center and owner of the Bone Boutique. And we will begin our talk with Michelle Moore after this very brief message. This is Partnership for the Arts. Come join us as we explore the world of art. You can find us on our Facebook page at Partnership for the Arts Group Talk Show. Or you can find us on our new website at pftatalkshow.org. PFTA Talk Show is recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. We are back. Welcome, Michelle Moore, to Where We Talk Art. Thank you, Victor. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm glad that you managed to travel all the way from Northport you know, to the Visual Arts Center. <laughs> yes, and we are recording at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda. And Michelle, I think we should get right to it. You have a very unique art form. I, I think first you should tell us about the Bone Boutique, and what's available there? Well, the, the Bone Boutique is a collection of handmade jewelry and sculptures uh, made from natural animal bones uh, that are curated by me. So we've got uh, about almost 20 different species of animal bones at any given time curating uh, at my home. So I personally take care of doing that. I make sculptures and jewelry from it which is available on my online store. And how do they find your online store? Uh, well, that's a good question, Victor. They can visit me at www.boneboutique.biz. That's B-O-N-E, boutique.biz. Also on Facebook and Instagram. And I just started a TikTok. Very good. Yes, we want to share with the world a little bit of the processes of how we get our bones just so white. It's a long and arduous process, takes a lot of patience, but very fulfilling. Mm. And so now we're ready to share. Excellent. And I was looking at your website last night. Oh, thank uh, you very much. What do you think? I like it. And I like your gallery. Very well done pictures. Thank you. Did I, you take those pictures yourself? Yes, I'm a one-woman show. I got to tell you, we just have uh, Philip, my husband, who helps put the bones out to the sun and does some of the just heavy lifting, but I do everything myself. So everything is done by me. Photographs, I make and manufacture everything. I curate everything. I take care of my own website. I do social media, all the photography, inventory, you name it. Every tag is handwritten by me. How else are you going to know what it is? Right, right. I want to read a quote from your site. It says, quote, Creating for the world affordable, original, wearable art and articulations made from fine natural animal bones by curating specimens in-house. We assure the highest quality of bone used and transcend the ordinary with Bone Boutique. Yes, that's our, that's our, our mission statement. Yeah. And we want to continue to share and be able to share at reasonable cost. That's why we take care of all the curating, sanitizing of the bones, even most of the collecting. Now it's been maybe seven years we've been 
doing it. And so we've got a lot of donations from farms and hunters. Yes. And uh, even as, I've donated some bones. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Victor. So that's mm-hmm. really nice. And I think that um, it's nice to be thought of. Hey, Michelle, there's something you might want, or can I pick it up for you? And yeah. <laughs> well, do, do do people ever say, Michelle? That, that's kind of weird. It's kind of creepy. They're fascinated. I think it's. Um, I don't get too much of the creepy. You either really are put off by it or not. Put off by it, fascinated by it. I shared in a in a almost like natural history museum type of of way. That's that's where I'm at. There you it. go. So that's where I want everyone to be like reminiscent of that feeling of discovery when. You first went to maybe a natural history museum. It's, right. It's, it doesn't matter who you are. I think it's fascinating. And your pieces are, are really beautiful. And sometimes you mix other things besides bones. You, you have pieces of, uh, of beads. You have a silver chain or whatever it might be. And, and so it's just a gorgeous piece. And I think if you gave it to somebody and said, can you tell me what all, the, all these things are that make up this piece? They wouldn't know that that's bone that they're looking at. No. They just I, know it's a very interesting shape. So it was very... symmetry to it. It was very important to name our business something that was um, more obvious because then you, um, it would be mistaken for shell mm. or something like that. So I like to go with um, a very runway appeal, very artistic appeal to it as well and just a little outside of the, the box. Now I'm... Now I'm really uh, on an 80s, very linear shapes and even very big or very small. So uh, just check When you say big and when you say small, what does that mean? Large bones, uh, large bones and very minimal metal uh, material or Mm -hmm. very small bones and and maybe a bead of some some sort like that. Uh, Very linear lines, things that you would not maybe consider for jewelry, but it's light enough, might work. And it could be four inches long, but it'll still work. You know, nice shoulder sweeper. All right, so you yeah. consider four inches big? It, it, for, it's long for a bone, and it can be heavy, so you got to really watch out there. But I do like the large, audacious <laughs> runway uh, fashion week. You're making a statement you with know. this. Oh, yes, statement pieces. Um, so, actually, most recently, I was uh, gifted by my sister a bead, a history of bead book. This thing is at least a couple inches thick, and I couldn't even get past the hundreds. It went straight into Egypt on broad collar bones. So the bones I'm wearing right now are from the nine banded armadillo, the shell. Uh, nine banded or armadillos actually go back to prehistory. So there is the they gigantic. They look prehistoric. Well, there was the glyptodon at the time, but he actually roamed here, right here in Florida, back during during the Miocene epoch, if I'm correct. So it's called the glyptodon. It was as big as a Volkswagen bug. <laughs> yeah. So uh, an armadillo that we see nowadays actually is uh, here in Florida. It is an invasive species right. here in Florida. They, and what you've got are these beautiful hexagonal tiles and very linear tiles as well that make up their shell. And that's just creatine, and that's bone. And they're beautiful, and they sound like glass when they touch each other. And that's what I'm wearing today, but you could also find online now 
an Egyptian-inspired broad collar necklace that's made with these tiles, and it's fabulous. Yes. Are you going to put it in your gallery? Oh, of course, we've got to put it in the gallery. Now, I, I've seen, I've seen those, those types of uh, bones. Uh, I think they're called shoots or something. Scutes. Scutes. Yes. Yes. Um, from the armadillo that's in your jewelry right now. Yes. And, and it doesn't look uh, too large. It looks lovely. Oh, it's lovely. And again, they sound like glass. So when the wind hits them, mm -hmm. like music to your ears. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I was very surprised to find out that you have gone mobile. Well, this is a good one. So we, we, we want to bring the bones to the people, Victor. All I got to right. tell you, you know, so just, you know, online's just not going to cut it. Everyone wants to see the bones. They want to feel the bones. So um, I recently, I would say within the last year, left uh, the banking. I did have a 10-year career at a local bank here. And after 10 years, I was able to go full-time freelance artist. Good for you. So I, uh, best best thing I ever did and um, I figured let me just start going around and see what maybe farmers markets I can get into or, or shows art shows that I can get into right and I uh, started to see that they were getting a little expensive here uh, after COVID and they were a lot well, they were asking for a whole lot of liability insurance all oh. to sell $10 pair of earrings $20 pair of earrings sounded a little bit too much for me yes so um, I went out to lunch with some girlfriends and they wanted some jewelry. So I brought some jewelry with me. And within moments, I sold $200 worth of jewelry in 20 minutes out of the trunk of my car. Wow. And in that trunk, not only was there <laughs> fine animal bone jewelry, Victor, but a bag of dirt and a computer that I, computer? Was go I was going to the, you know, the dump, the for the computers to take it uh, and throw that away. So, and if I was able to do that in 20 minutes, heck, on the way home, I thought about it and constructed in my mind uh, a beautiful trunk uh, presentation. Went home and the next day, um, I put a store in the back of my car and went mobile. I got down to the to the city to uh, and spoke with our commissioner uh, Jill Luke. She was the mayor at the time, and Sandra Guffey uh, to ask if this was okay. And so I'm Northport's first peddler. Uh, so you don't need I, I'm a legitimate business, and mm -hmm. so there there you have it. So after a year, it's a hit. You know, we just pop up different places. You can find out where I'm at on social media or our our website. And sometimes I take the show out of the trunk and and bring it indoors. So, right. Yes. Sometimes we do that as well. But at at any given time, I I want my store with me just just in case somebody wants to see what's in my trunk. So there's dead things in my trunk. It doesn't it sound it's right? So you just have to look, and it's beautiful. We make. Well, can I look before we, we we part ways today? Of course, we take tool. The tool leaves. Yes, you'll just have to sign a liable a release. I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> we could definitely have the store with me. What good would that be if we, you know, talked yes, about it and really. it's not in the parking lot right now? Stand it's back. We're right about now. to open the trunk. Stand back. Yeah, be amazed. Be All amazed. Right. Sure. So you, you can pull it to somebody walking down the sidewalk and just go, Psst, hey, 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 buddy, you want to see some bones? Hey. <laughs> yeah, you got to give it a little bit of deeper. <laughs> you want to see something dead in my trunk? 
with people. Uh, yeah. Well, oh, I'll yeah, that's really good. Stacks. Yeah. Exactly. How are you today? <laughs> so I do, um, I, I have a great friend that lives here in Punta Gorda, right behind the farmer's market mm-hmm. uh, at, on uh, Sullivan Street. I can't even, I, I want to say where it is, but listen, you want Instagram and our, and our website to find out where we're at. It gets a little hot now during the summer, but we're going to bring it indoors. I got a show next month. Can I plug it? Of course. I can plug the show. Okay, so yes. next month I'm doing the summer art market at the Inglewood Art Center, and that is July 15th and 16th from 10 to 3. All and right. we'll be the wonderful artists, artists in the area. But there'll be some bones, baby. And you probably are the only one who's going to have this unique style. In this area, yeah. But I know that there's a lot of osteo-enthusiasts out there who just find this type of um, artwork remarkable. It's just right, beautiful that's, and natural. Folks, you're hearing these new terms we're using now. Osteo-artist. And osteo-enthusiast. I like and to put a spin on it. Bone lovers out there. For all the bone lovers Hello, out there. Hello, the bone world. lovers, yes. wherever you are. www.boneboutique.biz, baby. <laughs> for all your bone-loving needs. For all the bone lovers out there in the world tonight. The, okay, we'll just stop. Oh, yeah, you could be. (laughs) (laughs) This one's for you. (laughs) Is this where we introduce something from Barry White? Oh, play play that. Listen, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. We could just change it all. I'm trying to think of a song just to work it in. No, we know them bones, them bones. Oh, yes. Yes, this. I get that one a lot. I get that one a lot. Now, you do, I would call them assemblages. I'm not sure what you would call them. They're articulations, so we rearticulate full um, animals back to their, I, I can't say back to their original form. We put these skeletons back to there, as you would find in a natural history museum. Yes. Uh, we do a lot of local uh, uh, groups, so they don't have to be children's groups. I'm going to go ahead and be very general. We do adult groups as well. We've done recently one for Salvation Army, a uh, woman's Christian group got together and we were able to do a presentation for them. We do these presentations uh, on fossils and modern bones. Okay. And we bring these wonderful articulations with us. There are some uh, animals that we, we just don't sell them. We keep them and we put them together so that we can use them for these presentations. So recently we did one for the Northport Art Center. We have an eight-foot alligator. Uh, we were able to acquire and and make it go mobile. So my husband was able to put it together in three pieces where we're able to actually move it around for educational purposes. We wow. really want to, to not only spark the creativity of, of today's youth and, um, goodness, can you imagine the laundry list of careers this could inspire mm. uh, for, yes. for these children. We give them fossils. Uh, we take donations for fossils to give them away to these children so that they can begin their own collections and we share our collection with them. Now for the summer, we get with City of Northport. They're youth camp and their teen camp have presentations coming up next month we'll be there excellent with a, a, a whole new presentation for them and this beautiful eight-foot alligator named alberta the alligator that is really something an eight-foot alligator my husband is is very good at that so that he puts together he does he does that very now well. when you put all those bones together yes. how, how are they 
held together. Well, use a lot of wires and different types of glue depending on how big it is. So, you know, uh, with Alberta, he used wood dowels, wires, glue to get to put it together in three separate pieces so that we can transport it. But something as most recently he just finished was a cottontail rabbit. It's much smaller on maybe a piece of wood uh, displayed with some natural foliage. Yes. And so, you know, uh, I've seen some of your pieces that have been assembled and I never see a wire. I don't see I don't see glue. It's just beautifully put together. He does a really good job. I like to do dragons and fantastic creatures and then I'm oh goodness, I'm working on a, a spider centaur. Uh, that I'm still working on trying to get that one done. It's been a, on, on the table for a while, just for the right hands, you might say. Yes. Pinchers or something. So I, you're I like using fantastic creatures. You're using pieces of a, a variety of animals to create something that looks mythical. Um, yes. That, like you say, dragons. And so I, I looking online, like you, you have. In your gallery, a squirrel dragon, a pig dragon, king of the seahorses, and and a jellyfish. And of course, we know jellyfishes don't have bones in the skeleton, but yet it certainly looks like a jellyfish. And most recently, I gotta tell you, Victor, I'm working on some hermit crabs. They are really cute. So we use real they are shell. Cute. We put the, we used um, phalanges to make those appendages, some vertebrae to make maybe the, where the eyes go, and some beads for the eyes. But they're, of course, you know the we know hermit crabs have no bones. So mm -hmm. um, they're just beautiful. They're adorable and something nice to talk they about. Are. Something completely they're very different. Michelle, we have to take a short break. So folks in the audience, hold on to your hats. We are going to be back in just a moment. This is artist Tanya Gant, and I listen to where we talk art. Thank you for that message, Tanya. And the listeners, you can see some of Tanya's work by going to her Facebook page. Tanya is spelled T-A-N-J-A, -A, no Y. And no Gant I. is G-A-N-T. This is Victor Garten, your host, and we have been talking with Michelle Moore, an artist with a unique type of jewelry made from bones, but not only bones, but, but other things. If you look at the, the gallery that she has at her Bone Boutique website, you will get to see beautiful pieces of work. But I want to ask Michelle now about some of her background because I think you should know something about this wonderful person. And so I'm going to ask you first, where were you born and raised? Well, I was, I was actually born in New York City, in Manhattan. In Manhattan? In Manhattan, in Washington Heights, back in 1972. The Heights. And the Heights. But within 10 months, we were in Miami. So at 10 months old, I was, we moved to Miami, and I lived in Miami, Florida, till 2005. So from 1973 to 2005. Uh, I moved to Northport, so I uh, grew up in Florida my whole life. I've never left. So you from, never left? Never left. So I went from Miami in 1972 to, to 2005, and then Northport, Florida, here on the west coast of Florida, from 1972 to 2005.
from 2005 till present. All right. So how would you describe your, uh, your early life with your family growing up? I, I much loved the outdoors, and Northport reminded me of, of Miami. So back in, um, in those days, there was a lot of pastures and cow pastures and horses and, and pigs and, and just wide open spaces uh, in that time. That surprises me. It does surprise a lot of people. Um, but, you know, they think of downtown Miami. Mm -hmm. So we were in um, Westchester, it was called at the time. I don't even think it's called Westchester anymore. It might be called West Kendall, and then Kendall came around, and people know about that. So we lived uh, where FIU is, FIU South Campus, the Florida International University. Okay. I lived out there most of my life. I did graduate from Southwest High School uh, in Miami. Uh, but back then, again, it wasn't... It was a bit rural, so when I came to see Northport, glass and glazing got me out here. Uh, PGT, actually, uh, the window manufacturer is how I got uh, found Northport. No kidding. And it, remind, it did remind me of, of, of my youth, swimming in canals, fishing, uh, raising chickens. Um, and it was like an urban rural kind of atmosphere, somewhere mm -hmm. in the middle. It met somewhere in the middle. So I, I moved to this area to go fishing. So, I, so there was a time I fished every day uh, wow. after work. I loved the area uh, for the fishing. Good for you. Yes. Little did I know that if I've kept those, all those fish bones. Goodness <laughs> gracious. How, <laughs> I'd have quite the hoard. I have quite the hoard now. I bet but, you do. Oh, oh boy. But if I would have kept those fish bones, I didn't, they didn't fascinate me like they do now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I, can, I can't imagine, Michelle, that, that it's just recently that you found a way to ex express your creativity. So, so think back to oh, when oh. you were living with your parents at, at home. Did they provide you with opportunities to either explore dance, music, art? Uh, All of the above. My mom was a home ec uh, teacher, so we're very uh, home Homey upholstery, sewing. She she was a, a seamstress, and she sewed a dress for me every day. And she put me in ballet and tap, and and so I could have good posture because I was very short. <laughs> and and I had and Does I that make yeah you tall? I walked a little pigeon toed too, <laughs> so she felt that ballet would help. And so um, I only now is when I realize all that training that happened for for arts and crafts and stuff. So I was always arts and crafting something hmm. with my mom. My mom always had a side gig and would sell anything you possibly could imagine. And so there came a time where she sold my work, which was uh, jewelry that I made from rocks and beads. So oh, uh, when it right, it did come from somewhere, but it was um, f during, goodness, if, if I could have to tell you everything I've done, you'd, you'd go crazy. Because <laughs> she did send me to law school, and I went to law school, but I didn't like that. And I went into auto glass and glass and glazing, and I did that for almost 17 years. And again, that's how I got here. And like before the economic downfall uh, that happened in 2008, Right. You know, between getting laid off and having to just, um, no one wanted to buy jewelry anymore at that time. Well, um, money was tight. Money was really tight, so that kind of got put away. But um, just the last thing I did was I worked for Black & Decker and DeWalt, and I sold 
power tools for the entire state of Florida, and that was my thing. I loved power tools. I still love tools uh, now, but we just had to find another way at that time. So I hung up the, the arts and crafts and uh, ran into it just looking for bones, I think, with my husband, just hiking and, and, and doing that kind of stuff. And I saw a picture of a pair of earrings with armadillo bones on Pinterest, which is another great place to find all of my work. So all of my work can be found on Pinterest. I didn't know that. So Pinterest is a great place. I have a, over 2,000 designs uh, there. So you can go to Pinterest that's, and find that's bones amazing. on Pinterest, and you'll find a folder for that. But looking there to how to clean bones, I ran into earrings. I'm like, oh, I've got hooks still somewhere. And I went digging around for Christmas presents. So within all that time with my mom and making stuff, and we would make Christmas presents, mm-hmm. which was so much better than, it was so much better than, than buying Christmas presents. And in making something new and different every year, bones came in you know, to play. And, and yes. And again, it reminded me of the Natural History Museums. I was fascinated with with all of this stuff, and I had a stomach for it. Don't know how. Don't know why. It and was destiny. Yes. Yes. That's and, what and it was. And if you read back, and you go back in time, where man's first tools came from were bones, and their first adornments were bones, and how That's they... True how they uh, identified as tribes. They used bones and talismans. And, were, mm-hmm. and then we bring it back into the trunk. So back in New York, they were selling stuff out of their trunk. And in Miami, <laughs> they were selling stuff out of their trunk. I'm sure all over the world, they were selling stuff yes. out of their trunks. That's true. So we brought that back to us. See, we brought it all back, Victor. It's like a time machine when you open the trunk. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> you want to check out this dead stuff in my trunk? <laughs> I got a bone for you like you've never seen before. I got a bone to pick with you, Victor. <laughs> so, uh, goodness, I know I did a whole fast track through there, but during this time also, my mom passed away. Wow. So that's the big kicker, you know. So I needed mm. like, something to do. I recently shared that. Goodness, um, that grief is really, it's tough. I lived yeah, with my mom absolutely. my whole life. And I, I had not gotten married or didn't have any kids, so it was just her and I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it did. It gave me somewhere to put all that love that I just can't put there. She's not here. It really has helped with the grieving process, art in general. We all know how healing it oh, is. Yeah. And it Many of us say that when we go to a class where we're going to group therapy because it really helps you get focused on what you're doing helps you forget some of that stuff that you really don't want to have to deal with at the moment. And you also have all of these other people who are like-minded and they support one another. It's, it's great. And it's so broad. So I got with the Northport Art Center. It's been three years. I did formally sit on the board. Now I'm a staff and I work part-time for them. But I started taking some pastel classes two years ago. It'll be two years in August. Uh, and who knew that uh, Michelle Moore was also... An award-winning pastelist. I yes. just took first place for, uh, what is it, Garden Party. At I the have Airport. seen yes. your work that you have entered in art shows, but I wasn't aware that you won a first place. I won this year. I won this last uh, show that we just had. Good for you, Michelle. I, yeah, Blue Ribbon, baby. <laughs> wow. So along with the bones, 
I, I love uh, pastel. What made you decide to go in that direction? The Left Coast Pastel Painters Society yes. had a round robin. Oh, yes, they did. And yes. I, they told me to come by, and I did. And the first time I put my hands on a Terry Ludwig pastel, <laughs> I was in love. It was like butter. And it was. It was wonderful. Instant satisfaction, instant color. had no idea what I was doing, but I made my mark on, on these beautiful paintings, and I was so happy to, to be asked to do so. So there was an evening class that was offered, and I was still working a regular job at the time, but I felt during COVID this was a great way to get out of the house and oh, yes. do a date night with my husband. Oh, so and you both took the class at the same time? We both took the class at the same time. And, oh, that um, is nice. Oh, well, I'm sure, I don't know if you've heard, my husband went on to be the artist behind The Art of War, an 18-piece yes. exhibit that's currently on exhibit at the Military Heritage, and it does travel. Um, and it's helped him tremendously with PTSD, and we've raised $20,000 so far for veterans to take our classes for free at the Northport Art Center. So we have a wonderful Veterans Art Scholarship Program that's come of that, all for taking yes. a pastel class one night. You see, you never know what's going you to happen. Never know. So you never all know. of you, oh, I can only make stick figures. Guess what, darling? <laughs> get out there, stick figure all you like. You know, you can, you can very well get, just awaken something that is so profound that will change your life and inspire others. Absolutely. Oh, yes. All right. Now, there have been a couple of times when I've heard you just like walking by and you're saying something in Spanish to yourself. And I'm wondering, she is a very fluent Spanish speaker. Yes. Where is that coming from? So my, both my parents are from Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. And my mom instilled the Spanish speaking very early, so she only actually spoke to me in Spanish when I was growing up, although she speaks perfect English. Yeah, well, that was a great opportunity. Perfect English. Exactly. Something I really didn't appreciate till now, uh, but I can speak, read, and write Spanish and, and English, obviously. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, so I'm really excited to be bilingual. I picked up a little bit of Russian out here in Northport, which was really cool as well. After so many years of living out here, almost 17 years living out here, it's, it's actually a very interesting language. So I was able to pick some of that up also at the bank. My goodness, a multilinguist in our midst. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty Americans. Have this cigarette here. Yeah. Studied it. I attended class uh, without studying, I should be honest oh, about that. Okay. And despite... Uh, my lack of attention. Uh, Castilian is what you learned, maybe. No, no. Then Spain. Well, actually, there's Spanish. Actually, that that's proper Spanish. My my <laughs> my teacher, Senora Bravo, she did have a little bit of that Castilian lisp. Yes, yes, yes. the Spanish the lisp. Yes, she did. In Espanol, the Victor. They have the lisp when they're from Spain. Yes. So she told us the story was that the king had a lisp. Yes. And so everybody, um, in in observance to respect for the king, spoke it that way as well. Spoke it. <laughs> and everybody lived happily ever after. Thank you. Uh, okay. So uh, um, I, I know most artists, you know, they, they draw or they paint, 
but but you have this this 3D thing going even when when you were a kid you were making the jewelry and you said with with bone uh, not bones but rocks and beads. Well, just beads and uh, yes, yeah, semi-precious stones. I did that for for a good minute. Just make a lot of jewelry and I sold a lot of it. I remember I remember doing Keds sneakers, plain white sneakers and putting lace and p- pearls on them with my mom and she would sell them. And goodness, I remember making just even wood ottomans. Mm-hmm. And then upholstering them with batting and fabric. Oh. I remember doing that. Um, goodness, I did try to draw and paint. And I would get very frustrated with that. I didn't have any direction with that. But again, that changed. And then something clicked. Now you can't. I can create. I create every day. So I'm really excited about that. Goodness, an artist who can create every day. Or I can do my own work full time every day. I'm, wake up and roll right into the studio. So you actually do your work every day? Every day. Every day. About sure. how long? Well, I put more hours into it than I did at the bank, that's for sure. So, you know, I try to split up my calendar. I, I work part-time for the art center, so right. I put in some 20 hours a week there. I wake up about 5 o'clock in the morning, so it's something that I got used to when I was working at the bank. I had to do the bones in the morning, and then at 7 o'clock get ready to go to work and then come back home cook dinner, and then go to bed at 8. So I still wake up about 5 or 6 in the morning, so um, I don't watch TV. I did enough of that. Sure. <laughs> I have a bone empire to grow, so I'll start working. Goodness, it's something that I love to do. It's not even like work. It's almost like you're playing store mm. when you're a kid. I remember playing as a kid with my sister. I tell her this all the time. I think about her often. And you played store, and credit cards were business cards, and you know you got to make whatever you were gonna make, and then put it in an inventory, and then figure out the price for it, and make the little tag, and then put, you know make put it on your Excel spreadsheet, take the picture of it, edit the picture, write something pretty old, like really pretty description Amazing. of it, and really th- think outside of the box you know these dangling statement earrings are all the the rage in that little black dress or your tracksuit well i've noticed that you have an uncanny ability to to do marketing thank you but everyone wants to know who you are why not that's there's no secret there Uh, put in the work put out something that you really believe in Mm-hmm. And then tell everyone how much you believe in it, right? And and they might just like, it. and if they do, they'll tell their friends. They will. Yeah, of course they will. And of course they're walking around wearing it. And that's the best thing that you can do. So I think that's that's still person to person is still peer to peer networking is still the way to go. Well, and just share share your beautiful life with people. And you're such a genuine person, anyway. I mean, how can anybody? Meet you, get to know you, and I love you. Oh, thank you. I love you too. That's why I'm here today. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you. You'll never go out of this room. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever know no, we've spent no this one, time no, together. No one. It's like you know, like a psychiatrist. It feels you should put a couch here. <laughs> oh, Michelle, we've had a great talk today, and I am so glad that you came. Thank you very much. I'm so happy to be here. I've never been to the Visual Arts Center. I hope that you will give me a tour now when we're done. Oh, absolutely. And listeners, I want you to come and visit us at www.pftatalkshow.org to listen to not only 
what we're doing right now, but of course, all of the other wonderful talks that Dave Bice has done. He's, he did over 70 interviews with a, a variety of artists, a wide variety, a film director, authors, uh, symphony orchestra people, uh, conductors. I mean, he knows so many people. It's, it'd be great for you to, uh, to enjoy those moments. And, of course, support your local artists. Yes. Until we meet again next time, be well. Thanks for listening to the Partnership for the Arts talk show. 